0: Once again, Mark chapter 6, verses 30 to 44, we have a very familiar passage there. You can also read that in the book of Luke, and also in the book of John, and also there's in the book of Matthew. But uh, follow along with me as I read this passage. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both that they had done and what they had taught. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place, and rest awhile, For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. And they departed into the desert place by ship privately. And the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot hither out of all cities, and out went them, and came together unto him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were a sheep, not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, this is a desert place, and now that the time is far past, send them away, that they may go into the country about, and into the villages, and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. He answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they, and they say unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred penny worth of bread, and give them to eat? He saith unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they say, Five and two fishes. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies on the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and brake the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. And they, and they did all eat and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of the fragments and of the fishes. And they that, that did eat of the loaves were about five thousand men. And uh, before we go into the passage there, we will uh, look to the Lord in prayer and commit this um, short amount of study in, in this passage. Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to learn from this passage. Help us, dear Lord, to understand your word through the Spirit. And, and help us to to act as we learn from uh, from your word and help us dear lord to uh, do uh, things for your honor and for your glory we commit you all these things in christ's name amen now before we look into the passage that we have read let us look on the earlier part of chapter 6 now i will not go into the detail of that but we find here in 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 the in the earlier part of the chapter 6, that Jesus told to himself, his disciples, and he commissioned them and gave them power over unclean spirit. And then they went and preached the word to men that they should repent. That's what the passage is telling us. So they were called, they were empowered, they were sent to accomplish of the kingdom of God. And what Christ commanded them to do in this world. So um, let me pause uh, a little bit uh, with regards to that uh, statement that I gave. Because I believe that Jesus is still calling. He is still empowering. And he is still sending men and women today. And for what reason? To accomplish his will in this world. And I believe that's the very same thing that Jesus Christ that they met during that time is the same Jesus that we are serving today. And I believe that He has called you to do something. He, now, when He called you, He is empowering you to do something. and is also sending you to accomplish His will in this world. Do you believe that? And I believe, I believe that too. And that's what He... That's what he did to his disciples. He continues to work with his disciples. Uh, There are many things that God can do if a Christian would be willing to be used by God, right? In the passage that we read earlier, Jesus could have rain manna from heaven to feed the multitude of people. You believe that? He can do that. The same as what God did in the Old Testament, it's also the same God that is able to feed the 5,000 men, 5,000 men and the other, if you look into other Gospels, it also would count women and children. Now, aside from 5,000, there could be a lot more if you would take account into that. Of course, he can rain manna from heaven to provide food for these people large amount of people but, but he chose to work with his disciples as well as we see that in, we will just see that in just a moment and I believe he still wants to do many miraculous things in our lives today he wants to call us he wants to empower us and he still wants to send us to accomplish something for his kingdom And for his glory. And since we are God's disciples today, I believe that you are disciples of God, and I am the disciple of God. Remember that we are called. Remember also that we are empowered. And we remember that we are also sent to accomplish his will to advance the advancement of his kingdom and also for his glory. Okay, don't don't think of yourselves that oh I can't do anything because you are denying the power of God in your life and even the Holy Spirit that's working through you and it's undeniable that God really called us empowered us and sent us and there are lots of things happened you know since the start of this year you agree with that? there's a lot of things and it's the COVID-19 came and the world (laughs) changed drastically. It's never been the same as last year, of course. And lots of forest fires. There are lots of natural calamities that happened. You know, even lots of um, killings and all. But I believe God is still at work in this world. It's not that, oh, God already uh, give, give out... Or give the world to the devil the presence of satan is still there but i believe that god is still at work in this world he's still at work in this in this city of syria he's still at work in your street or my street he's still at work on your neighbors he is at work at yourself that probably he could use you for his kingdom It is also working to this church to the every families of this church and to your church and he wants us to follow him to obey him and he wants you to serve him to accomplish for his kingdom and as we look at the passage uh this morning i have a few minutes to go into this i will i will not go into the detail of this but let us look into the miracle that jesus did in the passage now i will not read the whole uh, passage here already because we already did here and this is basically the uh, feeding of the 5,000 men and again i mentioned it that in other gospels they included there that there's also a presence of women and also children now there's a person who wrote a commentary with regards to this passage, and he said, well, we all know that the miracle was not that Jesus multipli- multiplied the loaves and the fishes, but that in his blessings on the, uh, on the loaves and the fishes, the people, people's heart of sharing was moved. And so they broke, in, they broke out their own lunches and began to share one another. That's the commentary of this person in this passage. Now let me tell you, that is full of lie and a complete lie from the devil. And the Bible does not tell us that, that the people shared their lunches. It was a miraculous work of Jesus Christ. And you can see that very clearly in the passage. Feeding of 5,000 men. Can you believe that? In a desert place, in a place wherein there's no Walmart, there's no superstore, there's no anything there, except what the passage tells us, that there's five loaves and two fishes. And I believe this is still the way God is working in this world, even today. Do you believe that God still can do miracles? The same? Probably not a Meaning of the five thousand, but my point is that God can still do miraculous things in your life and in my life, and it will be if we will be willing to give our life to the Lord. He can do a lot of things through you and through me, through your church wherever you are serving, in, in, in your families. You can be a blessing and even. Even in your street, you can be a blessing there if you are willing to be uh, used by God for His glory. But to ask, well, if God Jesus Christ can do uh, to uh, can do uh, this kind of miraculous uh, miraculous work, but we can see more often of that work today, right? And I don't basically know the in-depth of the answer of that but this i know god is still a miracle worker he is able still wants to do miraculous things in our life so the problem basically is not in the sight of god right because he is god now we have a problem and that is in us okay and so now let's look into the passage and let's see the settings here first. And I'll, I'll draw um, kind of a big picture and also give you into a call personally. And what I uh, entitled this uh, preaching is, what do you have? What do you have? A question that I can't answer, a question that only you can answer. What do you have? What do you have? And so first of all, the Bible says that Jesus came when, when you know, he commissioned his disciples and then the, uh, the disciples came back and told them in verse 30 themselves together and told him all things both that they have done and what they had taught. Now the Bible says that Jesus Christ told them to come ye yourselves apart into the desert place and rest a while. It's also important that you had to rest in the ministry. Okay, so that's uh, and because if, for they were many coming and coming and going, and they had no leisure to uh, so much as to eat. So basically, the point here is um, the picture here is is that the disciples went back, and of course, can you just imagine how, they are, how tired they are and how hungry they are right and so um uh, in verse 30 uh, so in verse 34 here uh, jesus christ was moved with compassion that's um you know that's another good sermon there you can do but notice that jesus saw the need and they were a sheep not having a shepherd and he saw their first need and that is spiritual before any, any of these miraculous things he taught them and what the bible says he began to teach them many things and in verse 35 we now in this passage and when the day was now far far spent that's a long time of preaching Can you believe that that's a long time of preaching and that's a long time of teaching and then here, here we are in our time, when the preaching gets long, we are starting to get uneasy and starting to do weird things. It's like, you now uh, looking into the preacher and then, uh, Pastor, your preaching is now too long. But um, just uh, look into here, that's, uh, that's a long teaching there that Jesus taught. So Jesus taught them all day long. And I think the only time that Jesus stopped teaching is when his disciples said in verse 35 and 36, it says there, this is a desert place. And now the time is far, far past. Verse 36, send them away that they may go into the country, round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread for they have nothing to eat. So I'm guessing... That many of them, including the disciples, they just come back from, from doing amazing things for Jesus Christ. They, were, they came back, and including the disciples, many were tired and hungry. Now, I don't know about you, but you know what comes out from a person that is tired and hungry. Right? They, they, mesh the uh, word hungry and angry. They're angry, okay. And you know, you know what I mean. Um, You became impatient. You became grumpy, whatsoever. And when people cross the line, well, that's it. That's it. That's what happens sometimes when you are tired and hungry. So at this point, the disciples supposed to rest and eat. But they did not get that opportunity because the people still followed them, especially the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you imagine, like, if you are comparing this, um, this uh, like account into a, a, any other Gospels, and if you use your Bible geography, which you are uh, now, well, you will learn that Out around the Galilee, that's not a, just like a walk from here to Superstore. It's, it's a long walk. And you see the persistence of, of the people, and they, they, want, they want to be with Jesus. And aside from that point, um, uh, if the disciples were tired and hungry, do you think that Jesus was tired and hungry as well? I believe so. Because he is hundred percent human, as we are, when they, when he he, he was he, uh, when he was ministering to to them, so the disciples were tired, people were tired, Jesus were tired. But instead of forsaking them, the Bible says that Jesus moved with compassion. Jesus is always filled with compassion. We let's remember ourselves with that. When you study Jesus' life, you will see that every time he met someone and was moved with compassion, you will see a change of his and her life. There's always a dramatic change of his in her life. But look at what the disciples said in verse 36. Send them away. That they may go into the country roundabout and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. It's a complete opposite of what Jesus felt. Jesus sent them away. Uh, they said, "Jesus, send them away, that they can be somebody else's problem." That sounds about right. Or let them solve their own problem. You know, in soul winning i think that's what we do when we don't participate in fire brigade and soul winning let them figure out how can they know the lord jesus christ that's not god wants us to do he wants our heart to be filled he wants our life to be emulated and manifested with a character of compassion because he is the God of compassion as well. May our lives be a channel of compassion to to the lost, also as we as what Jesus Christ manifested to the people during this time. And Jesus called us to have compassion to the lost. And that's why, you know, when there's always an opportunity of soul winning, there's always always an opportunity of doing flyering. You know, you are just running um, not running, but some of you are running. <laughs> but I'm walking, <laughs> but still sweating. But uh, you're just walking and putting those, those uh, gospel tracks, uh, um, in the mailboxes of every, uh, every houses in this city. And then you would say, oh, well, there's no, no one, no one would care. But who cares, right? Because you don't know if you don 't know that Christ or God can use those gospel tracts that you have put in in uh, in the mailboxes of of the houses and Jesus you can see here that he has uh, great compassion, and that's what i've said may, may our lives be a channel of compassion. so Jesus called us to have compassion to the lost, he is empowering us he is sending us. Out to accomplish the great commission and that is for his honor and for his glory. So the disciples said, Send them away. Let somebody else help them. And you know what? If we always say, Let somebody else help someone or help them, you know who will get the blessings always? What do you think? Who do you think? It's somebody else when our thinking is always that somebody else well somebody else can get the blessings out from it so they said send them away but look what jesus said to them in verse 37 he answered and said unto them give ye them to eat give ye them to eat do you think jesus is mocking them you think? When Jesus Christ asked them, give ye them to eat. And because Jesus, um, because probably Jesus, not probably, but he, uh, he knew that they could not do something on that situation. Do you think he is mocking them? I don't think so. I believe that God wants them to bring that problem to him, to Jesus Christ he wants to teach them that yes maybe you don't have enough yes maybe you don't have uh, the capacity to provide the needs of this multitude this multitude and yes maybe you don't have enough but if you bring it to me to jesus it will be more than enough more than enough you know and so when they were confronted uh, with the situation and the Lord told them to give the people something to eat, instead of looking to Jesus, they looked into their purse. And they said, shall we go and buy 200 penny worth of bread and give them to eat? Instead of looking to Jesus, the source, a miracle worker, they looked in their purse. Now in verse 37, they say unto him, and that one, shall we go and buy 200 penny worth and give them to eat? And as I look and ponder upon that, what they said, it is actually an act of kind of an unbelief. Why Jesus Christ is there. Remember when they were with Jesus uh, on the boat, and they were there was tempestuous waves. There's storm during the time. There is storm. And but instead of looking to Jesus, they looked on the situation. And Jesus told them, Oh ye of little faith. Oh ye of little faith. As we look to you know this is not a secret anymore that but as we look into that wonderful building we see our capacity and our building fund and we instantly say we don't have enough we can't do it and as we look into the city also and, we, and there are many people that are not interested in the gospel of Jesus Christ and it seems whatever we do no one gets saved that's how we look into it or never appreciate of the effort that we have in fire brigade and soul winning and we instantly say we can't do it for a small amount of people to reach this more than 600,000 people here in Surrey how can we do it so the disciples so the disciples um, it seems that they were saying to Jesus Lord we don't have enough we don't have enough enough but I like what Jesus said in the next verse basically in verse 38 He said unto them, "How many loaves ye have? Go and see. How many loaves ye have? Go and see." And so you see, the question was not what they did not have, right, but how many how many they had, or what do they have? Jesus Christ is not asking them of what they don't have. And the same question for us today, when, when, when we ask, we sometimes like think of ourselves when, when we have this thing, if, if I'm like a good singer, I can serve better for God. If I have this thing, I can do better for God. But the question, and, and, and we, we are so focused on the things that we don't have, and, and if we have this, then we are you know, a better servant for the Lord. And probably, yes, we can do a lot of things, especially in having that wonderful building. We can do a lot of things. But the question is, when God gave us something and what we have, are we faithful of what we have? Because God will ask us to do more things if we are faithful of what we have. And now the question is the same, is that what do you have? What do you have in your life that God can use to accomplish something for His kingdom? God does not ask us to do something and look for resources that we do not have. He wants to use what you have, and there are people saying like, "You know, I have, if, I, if you would give me a million, Lord, I will help your ministry financially." Well, is that so? Well, the question is, do you give to the Lord what do you have today? and there are probably Christians thinking that uh, that question too what do i have what do i have and something that you can see only in related to money but no how about our time do you give your time now to god do you give your talent now to god and god wants us to use them for for his glory and so Jesus wants his disciples to see what they have and during that time. And most importantly, they have him. That's the one thing that right? That's I think that's one thing that they missed. They missed that they were with Jesus. For that situation to work, it just actually need Jesus in a little bit of that five loaves and two fishes. That's all. And there's no there is no limit on what God can do when we have him in a little bit of what we have. And so the question is as I close, what do you have? That you can give back to him now I challenge you, you know, dear students that what we have or what you have comes from him as well like whether it be you know your finances whether it be the time whether it be the talent it comes from him and the question is are you willing to give that to God if you believe that God can still do a miracle through your life then we ought to surrender our life and that's why I came into that verse Romans 12 1 that we present our bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God you can give your life basically That's all that matters. In a step of faith, God doesn't does not want us to like to start with a uh, what is this a stride of faith, but a stride of faith is always started with a step of faith. And when you come to God and give the things that what you have, not just things, but what do you have in your life talent maybe time uh, time talent your life your treasure give it to him because at the end of the day all the things that we have comes from him and let me remind you that when you give something to the Lord do it by faith because I believe that's how the disciples did it right when Jesus Christ you know can you imagine they have five loaves and two fishes. And when Jesus Christ prayed, they actually gave it to them. Right? So basically what you have comes from God. He gave it to you so that you can also give to the people and be used by God to His work. And now, the things that God gave to your life, now use it. And what, what when the disciples went to god went to jesus christ i think that's a step of faith because they don't know like when gave when jesus christ gave them the loaves and some of fishes and you can see the companies right so they probably like you know oh here you go and and that and they would be you know I, i can imagine that they are amazed the, the, the loaves and the fishes that God gave to them all the people were filled and that is a faith they had the step of faith to do to accomplish things for the Lord and that's what we ought to do also the things that God gave to you use it use it for him your life Use, use it for him, and not for this world, but use your life for him. But also, remember, do it by faith. i give you examples. Moses, Moses had a stick, and he gave it to the Lord by faith. David had a sling, and he gave it to the Lord by faith. The widow in Zarephath. He had few sticks and oil. And she gave them by faith to the Lord. Now the question, what do you have? If you know what you have, then give it and do it by faith. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to to see that it doesn't matter really to to really to serve you with with these great things but you are starting in our lives with what we have and I ask their father that you would teach our hearts To be faithful on the things that we have. And I believe that you can use us also into bigger things, into miraculous things. And we ask for forgiveness, Father, because maybe there are things that you gave to us, whether our time, talent, treasure even our life, we are not faithful in giving it to you and using it for your glory. And so help us, dear Lord, to be a Christian that is willing to be used by you. Lord, help the students, help them to realize that their life is only but one. And they should use it for you and for the ministry that you will be entrusted to them and you have entrusted to them in this time so heavenly father we thank you for all the blessings that you gave to us we commit you all these things in jesus name amen